is you sit on a throne of lies. Three hundred three. Is that awesome? Three hundred three. That's the area code in Denver. It is. That's wow. That's wow. We, we are in three hundred three. We are in air code territory. So that's that works out pretty good. All the threes. So today we're going to do a little bit of um, predicting of the future of what's going on in WordPress here for this particular year. Um, I, I do want to I do want to make sure that before we begin that um, that I do mention the fact that Jonathan was the one that brought up this particular topic, and it's all his. Blame him for it. His so I, I, I just want to make sure that uh, that's that's out there and that um, and that we're all aware of the fact that it's, it may be Jonathan's fault if this is <laughs> what happens here. I, I accept partial responsibility. Don't worry, Jonathan. It's a super low bar to get to. <laughs> also, I do want to let you know that um, that uh, ServerPress, makers of desktop server, are the sponsor of this particular episode. I want to say thank you very much for them for bills to make sure that we hit the stream button. So uh, thank you for that. I, I appreciate that. Get your local store real quick. Local build on. I was gonna do a jingle. You're gonna be be first, George. I'm gonna let you be first. First, have at it. Tell us a bit about yourself. Is that like fourth, but first? Forced. He's gonna be forced. (laughs) I'm gonna be forced to go first. Gosh. Okay, well, hi, I'm George Stephanus. I play Pokemon and build random things for automatic. Lies. What? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Not a Pokemon master. I just like playing it. Um, but yeah, uh, Pokemon Go community is coming up on the twelfth, so get out there and catch the little Pokemonsters. Pokemonsters. I'm making random jokes. Ignore me. They were bad. Pokemon training ID number in the chat. What? What? Let's be friends. John, how about you? Tell us a bit about yourself. Where you're at? What you're doing? All those fun things. We have two Johns. Which John? John Brown. Oh, okay. Just checking. We only have one John. We have a John and a Jonathan. We do. That's true. Technically, I'm a Jonathan. John Brown always hated me. Uh, I'm John. If you haven't figured that out yet, Uh, I run a company called Nine Seeds. We sell themes. We develop custom websites for folks. Uh, I am also a full-time nomad, currently residing in Austin, Texas, um, for a couple months. Uh, John, get all the We need to parody the song. Mr. John Brown always ran nine seeds. <laughs> what? This is the jingle episode. I, Apparently. I shot the sheriff. It's going to be a musical year. I did Siri, not. How about you, but I did yourself. not ship the Gutenberg. Oh, <laughs> no. All right, say, what, what's, your, what's your jingle? Tell us about yourself. Um... Uh, I don't have a jingle. We'll I have a tagline. I make WordPress teach WordPress WordPress. So let's be clear. Uh, I'm Siri Media. Add all the things, and um, I'm gonna get my jingle on. Get my jingle on today. <laughs> jingle bells were so forward. Hey, keep up, keep up with George. Keith, how about you? Jingle bells. Tell us about yourself. I am Keith Crago. I'm from Hollister, California. Um, fairly new to the WordPress community, and. Mm. Um, thank you for having me here. And mellower than literally anyone on the show. <laughs> Good to have you, Keith. Awesome. Thanks for helping our average. Thanks for being on. We we like we like new folks to be on the show. And if they if you want to be on the show, please uh, uh, make sure you uh, reply to our emails and all those fun. Come on, things. come on, Robin, on. How about you? I'm from Hollister. You're That's where we're As Keith, as someone who's fairly new to the show, it was uh, a lot scarier the first time than I thought it would actually. Or it turned out a lot better than I thought it would. 
We're not so bad. Not so bad. We're not so bad. Yeah. So Jonathan Wold, I live up in beautiful North Idaho. Um, my game of the week has been PUBG. Doing a lot of that lately. Um, I'm terrible at it comparatively, but having some fun doing it. And Smash Bros with my son. And uh, yeah, I love WordPress. Awesome. Over at our house, we call it Pub Cheese. Pub Cheese. Who's, who's your Smash Bros character? Just out of curiosity. Um, I tend to main Snake or Bowser. Okay. Important to know. Important. Important. Jason Tucker, you can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website, jasontucker.blog. And this show and the other show that I do here on WP Watercore Network is called WP Blab. Before you go take a look at that, we, we skipped this week. I had stuff going on and just things happen and I don't care if it's the first of the year or not, but you know, if I, if I can't hit record, we're not hitting record. So. Responsibilities, man. I do. Responsibility, I, I man. Fun. So that's what we did. So um, let's talk a little bit about this, 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 uh, this idea of what are the things that are going to be happening here in WordPress in, in uh, 2019. What do you guys got? What's, what's something out there that you're looking at that, um, that should be, Something that might happen. <laughs> so, um, say, Jonathan. I, I I think it's interesting to talk about the nature predictions for a moment. Like, do you go for like? Because I'm kind of I'm, as I'm thinking about putting something permanently in the record. Because this is like the record. It's like yeah, yeah, this, risky it's like and professional record you know, exactly like likely that. because there's things that like yeah that's that's a pretty safe prediction. WordPress is going to grow in 2019. Um. So I'm I'm curious. Like, um, I've got one that I think is. Don't be scared. Uh, oh, I mean, I wasn't offered to go first. So let's talk about the meta of <laughs> predictions. I mean, we're not all trying to like impersonate Nostradamus or something, right? Like, these no. are just WordPress predictions, right? We're not predicting the end of the world. No. We're not like asteroids <laughs> going to hit the you planet in three months. Very, going to be dead. Very seriously. Look, when we before we started, I even said, you know what? Let's crack, let's crank out uh, George's uh, tarot card reader uh, deck, and we'll we'll play with that and figure out if it's something that uh, that's going to help us with determine uh, what's going to happen in this particular year in WordPress. I think I think if anything that's going to happen in this particular year in WordPress, it's going to be the fact that the the editor itself is going to obviously it's changed, but I think that you're going to have these like various camps that are, that are cropping up. You're already seeing it. You have people that are like, I'm not going to install this ever, ever, ever. And then you have the, which I would, I would for the most part, call them the classic pressers, the, the people that just are not going to change anything. And then you have the folks that are like, I'm embracing it. I'm going to use it. I mean, I wrote a blog post at it. It took me a little while to write it, but, and to get all my stuff kind of figured out. But overall that i think that's what's going to end up happening is that editor is going to be like the thing that is really going to kind of start changing things in wordpress yeah i predict by the middle of the year everyone 95 percent of people will be greatly in favor of gutenberg editor uh, with better and faster adoption than the customizer as an example um i think that's a no-brainer like it it's good it's just buggy like there's a few little bugs here and there so um, but in terms of uh, overall experience, I think that editor will be that'll be well embraced uh, in a few months. The uh, the go ahead. No, John, please, you're on a roll. Oh, I was just going to say, I think one of the predictions that I'm curious about, um, and this is like how we do this is some question, is uh, I'm sure everybody here has heard about the proposal for the WordPress governance project 
I'm curious what predictions are as to where I wrote go this down. Did you? I wrote it down. Listen? I'm just proving. Oh, here's the other one I wanted to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I wrote it down. I just want you to know we're I, on the same page. I am super excited by it, but I am super conflicted over where it will actually go. I can't make a prediction because it's like. Well, I'm super conflicted because apparently that meeting's happening in the community team Slack channel. And now I was exposed to all of the. Um, the theme vetting or there's something vetting happening and I'm like, oh no, Slack, Slack notification. So I'm, I'm intrigued that it has been put with that group uh, for mm. community teams because it kind of seems like it might be overlapping existing functionality within that team. Um, so I'm interested to see if it ends up there or with its own channel or, or where that turns into because I think uh, there's a lot of people who are interested in it, and I think a lot of people, a lot more people than um, we might expect, yeah. will actually go to to it and want to be involved. Except to use a Slack and Slack because of Slack. Slack. Yeah, everyone just got to get over Slack. It just it's you got to just jump in. You just got to do it. I, I I come from the land of IRC. That that was my roots as IRC, and uh, I, mean, I just can't use same, Slack. What's different? So, same, thing, same thing. Just talking about governance for a moment. I think for me, I think part of it. It's very hard because it's so much. It's about people, right? It's very hard to predict where something like that is going to go. For me personally, I'm excited that there's light being shown on the topic. Because ultimately, whatever the outcome is, the more people that are understanding, like there's a lot of like just misunderstanding about how things work and how they don't work. So, you know, for me, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm excited to see this as a topic because now that the, the lights are turned on and people are paying attention to it, there's going to there's a chance for more understanding. Whatever the outcome ends up being, uh, I think if there's probably some reasonable predictions that could be made if you're really kind of deeply embedded in the topic, which I'm not right now. Um, but hasn't started January 8, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Well, but obviously people have been thinking. Well, I mean, in some sense, it already started at WCAP US, right? Yes. Like there, there's there's movement happening around it. The, the and, prediction and like that and others have been have been thinking really, about for a while. Like it's, it's oh yeah, it's like been driven by specific concerns. And and as WordPress grows, these are the type of topics that need to be addressed. We have other models to look at. One of the things that stood out to me earlier last year, I had the chance to go to the um, CMS summit and talk to something that Google held. And there's a bunch of folks from different projects that were there and just talking to other open source project leaders about how they do governance. And it was all, one thing that stood out to me is all, it's all very different from one project to the next. And one of the things I think that we'd benefit from more, which I think a project like this highlights is the opportunity to see what are other people doing? What's working, what's not working? What are the ramifications of this decision and that decision? And I think we're more than big as a community to get the benefit of that being brought together and then make some educated decisions about what's best for us. I think it's probably useful for the people watching this who have never even heard of it <laughs> to uh, yeah, yeah. maybe know a little bit of background on it. So, Verbal uh, Google. Uh, Google it. But at WordCamp US, it was proposed that there be a governance project. Kind of there are two sides to that, both the WordPress taking a role in shaping standards bodies of the wider web as well as having a guiding role of the overarching project. Um, part one, probably the harder part. Well, <laughs> yeah, and I think that the issue is is that a lot of people say we, everyone who's ever contributed to WordPress, right, like has a role in shaping WordPress. But WordPress really lacks a lot of clear leadership and direction. Like we, we go release for release 
release and they're very incremental. Even if you want to do a release like the Gutenberg 5.0 release, it's really hard. It takes a really long time. Um, there isn't a good management structure that transitions between releases and that can do big things. Um, and then the other issue is just simply not being represented at WP um, in the accessibility standards bodies, the web working groups, all of these. Um, it'd be useful to have a unified voice that says, hey, we represent 30% of the web. Um, it's a pretty sizable chunk. And we think that this serves democratizing publishing, this you know, accessibility or language translation or you know, better UI, UX, whatever, yeah. uh, performance improvements, uh, reducing data usage for data constrained viewers, like all of these things uh, are important and WordPress ought to shape, not just um, react to what the standard bodies do, but help shape bodies too. Um, I think there's value in that. I think it's really important uh, to note this, Raya, I, I said the order of those, uh, is because I think it's really important to note that because um, we got to get our own house in order first. Uh, because if we don't, we, meaning the WordPress community, um, you know, Gutenberg created a lot of animosity, a lot of uh, distrust in the community, a lot of skepticism, uh, I would say even a lot of fear as to the, uh, it used to be, I think that people had this sort of um, un <clears throat> unwielding uh, faith that WordPress would be there and that it was going to continue and it would be this strong platform. And I think the Gutenberg um, rollout uh, caused some doubt there. And I think that it's that doubt um, kind of affects people's willingness to be involved, to go full throttle to, you know, they're maybe looking at other stuff instead of contributing. Um, so I think that we really need to get our own house in order and repair that. And, you know, what you said first, John, uh, is that, you know, by mid year, you think most people will be on board. And I think that it's really important to, that we do that because we have to get everything, um, we got to get ourselves together so that we can keep moving forward and then so that we can do that because the issues of larger web governance are big issues mm. that we need to get to and need to use our voice to. And, but we, before that, we all have to have big issues of transparency and leadership to deal with in the WordPress community. So it's a, it's a tall order. Do we feel that it's where it's at at the end of this year? It's going to yeah. be interesting. Do we feel that it's okay to to have these discussions outside of Slack, outside of, uh, you know, make WordPress, have it on places like this, have it on places like Twitter, have it on places like Facebook? Or is that something that's, because I've been seeing a few posts about this, on, especially on Twitter, and I only look at Twitter every once in a while, but when I do, I, I'm stuck there for 30 minutes because there's this like epic thread that's going on and all these people are kind of branching off of it. But from what I've been seeing, it's like, it seems like like Twitter isn't the right place to be doing this type of discussion. And I don't understand why that is. Well, I mean, I think a discussion, regardless of where it's happening, as long as there's a good discussion happening, we should be okay with it. I mean, I think there's a few, there's different types of discussions, right? Like I think Twitter is great for promoting awareness of the topic and like, and putting questions out there. But ultimately, I think one of the, and this is part of the challenge of being this large open source community. Sometimes, yeah, a discussion say, hey, that's really, your insights are really valuable. Why don't you bring them to this, this next conversation that's happening? Like, yeah, I don't think it's like that they shouldn't be happening on Twitter or they shouldn't be happening on Facebook or in person or whatever. It's that we need, we all, 
us here, the people conversating on Twitter, need to show up for that meeting and also say that stuff there. Because if we're all just saying stuff out here and then relying on who to say that stuff in the meeting, I mean, Morton's really smart, but like he literally can't know everything, you know? So we all have to take the responsibility of if we're going to be having that conversation to show up to that meeting and participate. Well, and I think that's the thing is what, what Jason was saying is I think the conversations happen everywhere. Like that's how conversations happen. They just happen where they happen. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The issue is, is that, and this is just the issue of open source software, right? We all see it. People like to say things more than they do things. Mm. And this is like so many things in open source, people need to do things. And just saying, we think this should happen. Isn't uh, it, it's a vote but it's a very weak vote. It's like being one of millions of people voting for something else. Like uh, ultimately the people who get stuff done are the people who take an active role and do stuff. I want to, um, I, I would like to actually make a little caveat there because I think that concept actually prevents people from joining in the conversation because con- contributing, if it's in a place where pe- that official contribution is happening within the Slack channel, within the meeting, we need, we need opinions. We need concepts. It doesn't have to be that everybody has to be able to, or be, you know, time-wise or skill-wise be able to implement the thing that they're commenting on. That's the, the beauty of having all of us. I think participating and the doing can also be having the opinions and contributing as long as it's happening in a place where that's actually happening. You're not contributing if you're just talking on Twitter and then not, not bringing that in and make, you know, following that thread and making sure that it's being uh, discussed where okay. the, the stuff is happening. But I just think it's important to do that because I think people self-exclude and myself included self-exclude their opinion because even though they may have great insight or they may have, uh, they might have an idea or they may have found something, they feel like if they can't fix it or if they can't contribute past the information, then they shouldn't contribute. And I think that that is a misnomer in our community specifically. We need people to come, be part of the conversation, share their opinion, and if they are able to, pick up some of the work also and implement but so, I, I think that's what I'm saying, though, is that that conversation happens everywhere, and all of that is contribution, right? Like so, Twitter is uh, contribution. There's two things I want to add to this. Like, the, the, first, there's this idea that I think right now we're very like code heavy in terms of contribution, and it's it's still difficult for designers for you know the the, the X the, the, the there's Strategist. a huge swath yes of people who can bring a lot of value to the project that um, there's not clear paths to doing so. It's very uphill right now. And that's being addressed by like people, people are paying attention to that. There's also, there's something about like, so, so that as we need to get better about that, like how do we get a lot more, the code's important, it's not going away. How do we get a lot more than that into the project? Um, a lot of the conversations that I have with like tech companies about getting involved in WordPress, they're like, what can we bring? What can we do? And it's like, they don't have like WordPress developers and staff. So what can, what can they bring? A lot of that's about bringing expertise. The other part of this though, is that there's something to be said about like how, like the attitude that people bring to bring, because you're right, say, I agree entirely. Like people need to be bringing their perspective and representation, like, but, but the way they do that can make a big difference in terms of are people putting up their guard because of how it's brought to them or down. And that's, there's a responsibility on the part of like, and it's, you know, we need to encourage and and like 
try to have thick skin about some of those things and be patient with people. And ultimately, I think there's a lot of opportunity for people to think about how could they bring their ideas and what matters to them in a more productive way where it's like, hey, just want, like and and maybe able to perhaps say, I don't know how to fix this, but I wanted to bring this awareness. I'm open to anyone's suggestions about what I could do. So I think there's the we need to do better about encouraging and supporting people who aren't bringing just code to the project because we need a lot more of that for this thing to go. I think that's a huge part of what the whole point of the governance project is, is to bring people in who want to govern and lead. And to say point, like those are the people that need, those people need to exist. And then those people need to listen um, and act. But right now there's a lot of people talking and I, I value those opinions, but they're talking to other people who are talking. They're not talking to people who are listening. And that's, that's a fundamental disconnect is that nobody's listening. I think that's called Twitter, John. Well, that is the entirety of Twitter. I I I think that's actually their tagline. Everybody's Um, talking, nobody's listening. That's, that's, um, but there, we need a structure where there are people who listen, who parse all of those things that people are saying into actionable stuff and take some action on it. And I think that there's a little bit too much of, like I said, there's, there's too much, people talking to other people who are talking and there's not enough people who are there listening and taking action. That's not to say that we don't need more people talking, but there needs to be somebody listening to those people. And And, right now it feels like really good at that, who are good at like taking in all the input, Mm -hmm. synthesizing who aren't currently. And I mean, there's a lot of good things happening. I I know some of those types of people and they're doing good things, but to do that in a bigger way to shine more light on it, I think there's a lot that can be done to put people like, because you have some brilliant programmers who they're not good at that, nor are they ever going to be good at like taking, listening and hearing all the things, nor should yeah. they have to. So anyway, I'm, I'm excited. There's actually been a lot of the issue with this, that people feel that it's not transparent or they're not um, participating, you know, like, cause you know, developers can, can be grouchy about stuff. Like, uh, you know, when I talk to my brother about stuff and I say something that he deems you know, not smart enough. He's like, you don't know that already? Or of course that's something, you know, I've gotten used to it because, you know, I grew up with a developer and a programmer, but there's a lot of people who don't, who, who are like, oh, and like offended and feel like, oh, I'm not worthy. And so, you know, that's something I think um, the developer community is also in, in WordPress um, is going to have to get a little bit better at. Um, and I know that that's a lot, a lot of people are, are, are doing that. And it, I think that this WordPress governance project will help with that. And I think that is going to be really strengthening to the community as a whole. I'm very excited about it. Now that's your prediction. The community will be strengthened in 2019. I like that. Yes. We're going to heal our wounds and come together. Honestly, I think that will happen. I do think like I, this goes back to the Gutenberg thing. I think we will heal our wounds and all pull together. I do too. Cause (laughs) Gutenberg is actually really good. Let's be real. Come on. Keith, what do you what are you thinking about all this? I'm just trying to take it all in. He's one of the listeners <laughs> that John was talking about. Well, I'm I'm I I feel Podcasts like I'm one of the listeners. listeners. As well. <laughs> I feel like I'm one of the listeners as well in this. I mean, I like I don't have enough time to sit there and watch Slack go by, and especially and I'm not productive at eight o'clock in the morning, so that's not going to happen for me either. But just the the idea of 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 that being the only place that can have that type of conversation, I, I just I don't have enough time, energy, or willpower to be able to really jump in there and 
and watch that type of transaction happen, you know, you know, these, these people kind of talking back and forth about this stuff in a Slack environment. I I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. You know, to a, to a degree that actually goes back to what we were talking about last week, uh, where we touched a little bit on accessibility and, you know, we were talking about in terms of websites and different ways of approaching publishing content and whatnot. But I think that that's actually, it's kind of what we were just talking about. It's like, we have to make in the WordPress accessibility word world. It's not just for users. It's for participants. You know what I mean? Like Slack is actually a problem accessibility wise, because if you thread the comments, apparently it's not accessible. So a core component, which would keep the conversations of Slack um, more, more, you know, organized Uh, in a bunch of the meetings that I've been in, you can't thread because of the accessibility. So Slack just becomes a feed of nonsense without even threading capabilities. So I think maybe, you know, the conversation about where the conversation is happening should be part of the conversation. (laughs) I've had, I've heard some great folks that have been really strong (laughs) advocates for like uh, Mattermost as a, a hosting option instead of slack just because it is open source and there's a lot more uh customizability we could do and we could have the like logs of the chats publicly indexable uh like we used to have on irc back in the day um whereas now you need to log into slack to actually see the logs and use their amazing search feature which to be fair is pretty good yeah, here's everything that has the thing you're talking about. I love what I'm trying to search There are flags. It's just when I'm trying to share a message on Slack with someone like on the .org or the Make Slack. It's like, yeah, that's not going to load the list of individuals on my phone. Like, like, oh, I want to send it to somebody there. Like, now it just crashes. It's a little bit too late. I can't handle 10,000 trillion um, people. On the next, next prediction. I predict that AMP is going to grow a lot in 2019 and WordPress will be why. Yeah, well, it's definitely, it's in the new thing. It's like right there. Yeah. So on that front, I predict that AMP first websites will become a thing, a big yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's where it will grow is that mm-hmm. sites will be built as 100% AMP based experiences. Yep. You think that, and that is that going to supersede mobile first? Yes, it's going yeah. to supersede mobile first as as as, a, as kind of just a thing. Like I think a lot of that's going to be driven by themes specifically where they're now offering that as an option. And a lot of users just won't care or notice. It's just going to look like they expect it to look, but it's all AMP. Is it weird that I've never worked on a project that uses AMP? No. Like, is, that a, is that it? That that's a part of why like, it hasn't really Do you been... Do often work for publishers? Yeah, he's got I mean, it. Yes. <laughs> you got an AMP up, really, buddy. I mean, it has been very accessible AMP. up until recently. Again, that's part well, of why... Like until they don't it's because really- they don't know how to monetize it, but it yeah. can be monetized. It's doable. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of it is it, you don't need to be that aware. You just need to, there are plugins you can just install, and suddenly your website works for AMP. Um, yeah. It's just no, that's not true. But well, okay. it, but this is what's <laughs> going to no. change in 2019 is that that those gaps will be addressed because up until that's addressed, like AMP couldn't take off in WordPress We're until it get amped. Click a button and it works. But if you address that, then I think that's going to be, or people are like, yeah, I mean, when I show it to users at meetups, et cetera, like, wow, this is a lot faster. This looks a lot better. Like, and, and if you can make it accessible where people can just turn it on and not even think about it, then I think you're going to see a lot of traction. All AMP does to me, well, not all of it, but what AMP signifies to me is that people want content with not all of everyone's crap. 
That's what yeah. I that's what I well, see. Everyone's like, I don't want all your crap. I just want the one thing. It. it does reduce crap, but it also implements kind of like what progressive web apps do, where there's a service work on things load faster because they lazy load and right. um, less kind of random JavaScript stuff. Like you can still use JavaScript, but there's it's a simplified experience, which goes to minimalist design and all these other things that are already you know in the mainstream. And, uh, and again, I think people want that. And so I think it's not just the faster thing because I, I don't think users will notice that as much they're like oh i think that was faster you know it's it's almost imperceptible because they don't notice unless it's long you know what i mean like everyone expects yeah, it to be that's why i think right there, and it's, the thing hmm? is that what people want is a consistent experience right so the advertiser aspect of it right is um i don't want to have to monetize my non-amp site differently than my amp site i want it to just work and if you do amp first and then you monetize it with ads or whatever else that are fully AMP compliant, then you still have a single ecosystem to deal with. It's a lot easier than um, what we currently do, which is like two of them. But, right. I just want to say frankly, that I think AMP is one of the best named things on the web. No, like, it's brilliant. I, I, I so like to, it because it like, says what it is and it's correct. acronym. To what George said, I've got to correct something because we've we tried turning AMP on a lot of sites and there are so which many validation in? errors. Uh, the XWP one or the... <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, the automatic one, the XWP one. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that I forget who did it. The other one got massively hacked. Is that like well, the frog yeah, one or whatever, whatever it was called? But, uh, maybe. Like but the problem is is not like you can put AMP on a site and that will, uh, if your content is currently compliant, which means like you don't have anything weird like images wrapped in P tags or you don't have inline styling or stuff that happens a lot on big sites, then yeah, sure. It, it, it kind of just works and it gives you a, a minimally supportive apps experience. But what most of ours are doing that work for big publishers is you do a lot of customization to get that amp experience to look right. Yeah. And you do a lot of existing content cleanup to get it to validate. Um, I, I think that AMP is going to be an, our, our next topic. I think we should just say it. I want, I'd want. i love to talk a little bit more about it. But we're out of time. It's 11.30. John, thank you very much for, I mean, I, I really want to talk about that. And I want you to come back. And Jonathan, obviously, I mean, you, you guys had some, a uh, little bit of a little bit of uh, involvement in any of that. Maybe it might be something you can talk about as well. Yeah. All right. I want to say thank you very much for all you folks for coming and hanging out with us, folks in the chat rooms, folks, uh, to, you know, talking with us over um, on all the different social media places. I want to say thank you uh, for my panel here for coming out and hanging out with us as well. I appreciate that. Go over to our website at jpwarcore.com slash subscribe where you learn how to subscribe to this and all the other things that are happening. No idea what Say is doing over there, but yeah. No one, doing a little <laughs> no one else does either. All right, folks. Talk to y'all later.